Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. It's been a while. It's We're been a while. We're getting back in the game. We so. are Charnel's back from vacation. I yes. like how I referred to myself as the third person. <laughs> Charnel, welcome back. Yes, welcome back, Charnel. It's so nice to I be feel in like, the studio I feel again. like it's been ages. It has. Like we're just kind of rusty getting... Well, I got to thinking, what the hell is our theme for this week? And I realized why I forgot it, because I'm terrified of it. Yes, you are denying... The truth of this week. I really am. That we're covering paranormal activity. And just so you guys know, my entire life, this has been my biggest fear. And when we decided that when I was gone on vacation, Amber was going to focus on taking the lead on both of the cases for the following week and that it was going to be paranormal because she totally did that. I was like, okay, you handle that because I will tell you right now, Charnel is never and I repeat, never going to research and present a paranormal case. That is Amber's wheelhouse. Yes. So that means that I will get to periodically yes. present some paranormal activity cases. While I wear my diapers. Yes. <laughs> we have a fresh set of diapers here. <laughs> and I've already warned my husband that he is going to have to snuggle me and sleep with the lights on. Because to make matters worse, you guys, we are actually recording this at 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So by the time we're done with both of the recordings tonight, it's going to be late and I'm going to need to go to bed just in my big setting scary the tone. house. Yes, just setting the tone for something suspicious to happen. And that light over there that I can see from here does blink on and off occasionally and I just have a feeling that it's it's going to do it and I'm going to yell and everyone's going to know what's happening or they're (laughs) going to be like oh my god oh my god one just came on right behind you I swear to god is that a lot we'll just let let it happen so there's cam lights in my basement you guys and for whatever reason sometimes one goes off then the other one goes on i mean it's done it since we moved in so i don't feel like it's a paranormal thing but it might be but you I never don't know. know but that we we were literally talking about it and it popped on so come on <laughs> you need to hold some of this because not okay. the recording will uh, haunt your soul i'm not listening to the recording she's got recordings to <laughs> play for us i'm plugging my ears and you're gonna give me a signal when it's done and i'm going to be like oh yay okay you I guys am, get all that i am gonna give you the heads up i love this stuff and the recording it's like bone chilling oh god it creeped me that i just got the chills right now it's creepy (sighs) okay and you know and we have people are skeptical so they may be like no that's crap but i was like oh my god (laughs) that is the voice of satan (laughs) satan himself so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens tonight it'll be it'll be an adventure Yeah, you say adventure, I say what things my nightmares are made out of, but okay. (laughs) We do want to make a special announcement real quick, though. Mm -hmm. Um, We have started a a Patreon account, and if you guys don't know what that is, that is basically like a paid subscription membership um, or partnership with us. Absolutely no pressure. 
but if you we have three different tiers of of levels that you could do a monthly subscription for and in return for supporting our podcast uh, we do have different benefits for each tier which includes bonus content extra episodes outtake episodes we're going to be adding more to our patreon tiers as we grow Mm -hmm. and that is the hope just know that your financial contribution should you choose to make one goes back into our podcast Mm -hmm. there we do have monthly costs for um to our host platform for our website obviously to do all this research court documents cost money books cost money all those sorts of things so it just really helps to keep us up and running so check that out it's more crime, more us. I mean, it's a it's a it win is, win. It is a win win, and there will be a link on our website, which is crimecuriouspodcast.com. And but also, if you just type in Crime Curious Patreon, it should pop up for you. It's on patreon.com. If you have any questions, you know, just reach out to us. We want to give a special shout out to our very first Patreons, though. So thank you so much, Heather Upton, Jennifer Alcala. Andrea Wilson and Teresa Harris. Woo woo! Thank you, you guys. Special special recognition here. So, you also when you join our Patreon, you get put into if you'd like a special Facebook group where we post all kinds of things and just uh, more personal personal things like learning more about us. I feel mm-hmm. like like I just did just post a funny text message conversation between Amber and I um, earlier tonight. So there's just, there's going to be a lot of extras. I have a brain um, that I think I want to throw in there because it's just, okay. it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. So just know that that's out there, but totally no pressure. And we won't um, spend a lot of time each episode talking about it. We just, we're excited because we happened to launch it this past week and wanted to let everybody mm-hmm. know. So We're throwing there, it out there. Yep. Yeah. There but you can is. throw it back if you don't you like it. Throw it throw back. It back. <laughs> <laughs> throw it back at us. All oh. right. Okay, so without further ado, please get through the traumatizing of Charnel. All which right. Is what I, that's just what the theme should be. It's just... This week's theme is the traumatization of Charnel. We're building your resiliency skills. Okay. That's what we'll... Thank you for that, that is therapeutic this... approach, yes, Amber. That is exactly... <laughs> Coping skills is what we are working on this week. And I don't even have a drink to get through this. I know. Cool. Cool. This is how we're doing it. All we right. Rip this. the Band-Aid off. Go for it, girl. So this is, this is going to be a good week. So we're going to go into the first case that I've picked. And I just want to say that it was really hard to pick cases this week. It's like picking a favorite child. Like, how do you even, how do you even pick one? Well, for There's me, so it's many. by whichever one is behaving best at the time. There. But it vacillates. <laughs> and I only have one, so I can't, like, Follow me relate. for more parenting tips. <laughs> <laughs> so the two that I did select for this week, they both have paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. The paranormal activity that occurs in these cases actually made it to the courtroom into the legal system. So that's a unique little twist to these cases. It is. So I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just made a horrible realization. Mm. I'm our editor. Yes. I have to listen to these cases twice. You do? And what if you hear it? Stop it. Amber, I'll quit. That'll be the end of the podcast. That'll be our last episode. And that light just went off that had went on behind your head, by the way. But some creepy stuff tonight. You know that paranormals love them some recordings. I know. So they really saying. fuck with electronics. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that a lot. And also, when I plug my ears for your record or for your 
playback that you're going to do, I'm not going to be able to do that oh on the God, editing. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. It's going to suck for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to be here, I will. I can I do that. Oh, you almost care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is going to really suck for you. I'm not even going to lie. I would even be creeped out to replay these because you never know. Oh, you never God. Know. But like I said. I won't do it alone. I usually edit at night. This shit's not happening. I mean. Oh, you I need just, like a Sunday morning. I Yes. With, with Jesus the Lord. by my with the side. Lord. Yes. Give me the Lord by my side. <laughs> that will be a safe zone for you to, to do I might this. do it in the church. I'm going to go to church yeah, and do my there editing. You go. Yes. With your headphones on just in a pew. <laughs> right. Yep. It's perfect. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. We're, we're easing in Yeah, to thanks. With some lube Slow and everything. Slow ease. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> This was the lubing for you. (laughs) Now we're going to just dive right in. We're going to do it. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, go for the first thrust. Okay. (laughs) All right. Little fact about myself. Love me a good demonic possession that calls for an exorcist. Oh, God. Okay. That is what we have tonight. You're not just doing a friendly little grandma ghost. You are going straight demon. We are going balls to the wall. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love that. I love that saying I had to. I had to. Satan's balls, but we're going balls yeah. to the wall. <laughs> Satan's balls of fire we're, tonight. It's fine. It's fine. Bring me Satan's scrotum. All right. So, <laughs> Satan's scrotum. So, this case, it's a doozy. It's a whopper. A real banger, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> it, it is. It's, so, in, it, in all seriousness, this case is really, it's a, it's a sad story. So, regardless of what you believe at the end of this, it's just a really unfortunate situation. And it, it's a it's a tragic loss. So what's the name of it? So we're going to be talking about the case of Annalise Michelle. Okay. So this is one of the few cases that demonic possession actually went to court, as I Hmm. mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, some fun facts about this case. There's a movie based on the events of this case. It's called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you heard? Well, have you heard? Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I have, and I was. Have like, you seen? Yeah, I've. You oh. know, I does. I turn the commercials off when mm-hmm. they come on. Have you seen? Is this your first time meeting me? Fuck no, I've not seen it. I'm sitting here terrified to even listen to you talk about this I, shit. I, I shouldn't have even asked. Did you. I go and see it? I couldn't get through the commercials, Amber. I I saw it. I'm um, sure you were first in line with your popcorn and Pepsi. <laughs> yes, I was. I did see this movie. I can't remember when it came out. It's been a few years. Yeah, it's ago. been a while. Yeah, not all that long ago. But it's it's a you know pretty. I mean, it has some chilling moments. They don't compare to the the true the actual what events really took of this place. case. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to need more lube. (laughs) We need just a big old, like, pump of it for you. Oh, I do love a good pump lotion. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring one down. Another movie that is made about this, this case is, it's called Requiem. Or what? Hold on. Requiem? Requiem? It's R-E-Q-U-I-E-M. Requiem? Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this one. That was a solid effort. Thank you. I, I really tried a couple times. I should have just looked up how to say it, but... Sometimes those aren't right either, though. But this movie apparently is award-winning, so I actually oh. do want to watch this. Yeah, I actually I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I very much don't. <laughs> um, and then there's there's one more called Annalise, The Exorcist Tapes, which came out in 2011. So oh. this case has been okay. 
throughout time kind of covered because it's a big it's yeah. a big deal. It's messed up a lot of minds. So getting into the dirty deets. Okay. Anna Elizabeth Michelle, who was apparently um, she went by Annalise. All of the documents I found and the research refer to her as Annalise, but looks like her birth name was Anna. Okay. Anna Elizabeth. She was born September 21st, 1952 in, and I apologize if I butcher, Lipling, Bavaria, West Germany. I'm probably, I'm sorry. Listen, it's a low-budget podcast, you guys. I'm sure that you could hear her phone go off. (laughs) For sure. Yes, it is very low-budget at this point. So she was born in Germany. Okay. Annalise was born to very strict Catholic parents. Their names were Joseph Michelle and Anna Michelle. And she was raised among three sisters. Now, according to the research I found, Annalise was born very shortly after the death of one of her older sisters, Martha, who died when she was just eight years old. Martha died when she was eight. Okay. So Martha's death deeply affected Annalise's mother. That resulted in mom having tighter reins on Annalise. So she lost a child and she's going to, you know, make sure to raise this one. She doesn't want to have it happen again. Right. Did it say how... The eight-year-old thing? You know, I didn't find that. Okay. I was curious about that, too, but I did not find the information on the cause of death. What that meant, though, for Annalise was enforcing more religious practices, mm. praying every day, going to church, studying religion. So they were very, this family was very adamant about religion, you know, okay. for the children. I'm assuming mm-hmm. for all of the children. Right. So it's reported she was subject to punishments and i didn't see the you know severity or the details of those but she was reprimanded if she wasn't leading the christian life if she wasn't in Mm -hmm. tune with with the lord by most accounts of what i found it sounds like this family was pretty a pretty good family they were religious but pretty decent but yeah okay annalise was a bright student she had friends she appeared to others as a model well-shaped teenage girl as she grew up She was really pretty Mm -hmm. in the before picture. She was a really pretty girl. And I don't know. I'll show you the pictures. We'll decide if we're going to post them. They're online, though. I mean, you can access them. Right, right. But it's pretty, the difference with the before and after, it's pretty horrific through what happens. So Maybe I don't want to see. And you can just make that judgment call yourself. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. (laughs) But she was pretty, she was a pretty teenage girl. Yeah. Um, She had a boyfriend named Peter that really loved her. So life was going, going well. Um, Like I said, from what I found, she had a pretty normal childhood, just a lot of religion in there. A quote that I found from Annalise's mother stated, she liked life. She was an intelligent girl. Teachers and professors always complimented her. So up until the age of about 16, it sounds like things were good. Yeah. Essentially. Mom and dad were strict. Um, They did make her attend mass twice a week. She became so religious that she actually was interested in becoming a teacher for the principles of the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. So, like, religious goals we're talking, you know. Yeah. So she was enveloping it all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like... Oh my gosh! I don't believe in any of this, and my my parents are pushing it on me. It she was, was just feeling it. Very, okay. Yep, she was living living the life. Yeah. I don't even want her parents to know what I was doing at sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was probably not aspiring to be 
a teacher of the Catholic faith? Not so much. <laughs> so <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of life, she was a good girl. Yeah. As with all of our cases. Um, There's a reason it's on a true crime podcast. Yeah. There comes a time when we have to rain on, on the parade. Yeah. And, and that time is now. Okay. So, all right. Um, I'm getting my blanket. Yeah. Get your little blankie. Okay. So around the age of 16, Annalise started to have some struggles. Um, she had her first encounter of blacking out, which a couple different resources refer to it as convulsions, seizures, or mm. a trance-like, trance-like state. Okay. I think we kind of have a general idea of what was going on, you know, some kind of seizure or blackout. Later that night after that the incident occurred, she woke up in the middle of the night feeling like there was something really heavy pressing against her body and she couldn't move, um, partly out of fear, partly out of this, whatever this force was holding her down. Mm -hmm. Scared her so much that she... She wet the bed. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Me too. Uh, same I, girl, I would same. have soiled my linens yes. as well. Soiled my linens. I actually, I actually make reference to You're soiling Egyptian my linens <laughs> quite a few times in these two cases. So it's a thing. Yeah. My Egyptians. <laughs> my 3,000 count, thread <laughs> yes. count, Egyptian cotton. They would have been Chanel soiled. sheets. Mm -hmm. I'm so, just kidding. They're from Walmart. Yeah. Mine too. Probably like a 50 count. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So It's Annalise, probably not even real thread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Annalise stayed home from school the next day. Oh my god, that light! Fuck. Is it? See, I can't see it from. My I know you can't. It's creepier that you can't see it. Go doing. It's just it. adding to your trauma. It really right is. Now. I'm gonna soil my linens yeah. over here. <laughs> Annalise, she stayed home from school the next day after this incident occurred, and she did seem to recover after that. So she improved for a, a little bit, and then and it, it did happen again later that year. So she had another hmm. seizure, blackout, mm -hmm. convulsion of some kind. So at that point, her parents decided to take her to the doctor to get her checked out, see what was going on. Sure. And the doctor examined her. They did some tests. They did a brain scan. They did an EEG, which I think that might be a brain scan. Mm -hmm. So, but you get the gist. I so do. they did I some do. testing. They couldn't find anything wrong with her at this time. He was like... We don't see anything. There were some minor irregular patterns with her brain, but nothing to justify the severity those. of what happened. Right. Okay. So not a lot of answers at that point. In 1970, she did get tuberculosis and she was hospitalized for that. Oh, dang. Which that was probably rough. Yeah. I mean, I've never Absolutely. had it, but I, I imagine it was not pleasant. Apparently, she had another incident while hospitalized where she had another convulsion and she wet the bed again. And I did not appreciate reading this. Um, some patients at the hospital were mocking her for wetting her bed. Oh, Not no. cool. Like, screw you guys. Absolutely. That's the difference between Amber and I. If this was my case, I would have been like, fuck right off. And yeah. Amber's like, screw you, you mean you people. Naughty, you you naughty patients. Yeah. But I didn't appreciate no, that they were that... making fun of her. Like, come on. Of course. And, like, they're in a the hospital. You don't know why she's freaking in the hospital. Maybe she's in the hospital because she can't control her FX and they're trying to figure out what's wrong. Like, right, what the right. hell? So that was, I was just kind of like, oh, this poor girl's already going through so yeah, much. And now to worry about dicks is yeah. not okay. So she was given an anticonvulsant. So she was prescribed another medication called Dilantin. And after this incident at the hospital occurred, Annalise became more withdrawn and isolated from the rest of the world. I think 
and rightfully, this was things the turning were, point. Things were starting to affect her. She was having these things happen, and she didn't that nobody could explain. Yeah, she didn't understand, so she just became really withdrawn. Um, not socializing and by herself. And now she's put on these medications. What, that last medication that you just, not the anti-convulsant, but the other one. Dilantin or Dilantin? Dilantin, okay. Yeah, I would never claim to be an expert on medications at all, so I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to venture a guess, but was it, is this like an anti-psychotic? Is mm-hmm. it a, do we know, what is it for seizures? I do know that at one point she is put on anti-psychotic psychotics i don't believe it it was at, this at that point, point. okay it this was is probably, an anti-seizure i was gonna say it was probably a seizure med yeah. okay so anti-seizure medication because <clears throat> things are getting concerning but they're still not like yeah. full force yet but right. it's still impacting her and she's you know she's withdrawing as she became more withdrawn she started to report seeing colors in her vision different you know colors coming coming through she was hearing different sounds and hmm. I'm not sure what the sounds were. Probably the voice of Satan. I don't know. Right, um, right, right. But whispers, uh, things kind of just like coming into her. Mm-hmm. Um, Possibly Satan's mistress. Uh, we just don't know. Possibly. She would quote the rosary and she would apparently feel this like great sense of euphoria when she would would quote it. She was spotted like kind of in this euphoric state as she was, was quoting hmm. it. So after... After some of these things were observed, I think symptoms, I don't know if they slowed down, but they, they kind of were maintained for a while. Okay. Like stabilized? Stabilized for, for a little while. She was able to graduate high school. She did start, she maintained her medication and she was able to graduate okay. from high school. Obviously, she was able to push through all of the struggles, make it that far. And she actually did go on to college. She was going to be a teacher. Okay. So she started college at some point, but it was in college that she started to experience full on hallucinations. There are some reports that Annalise began to hear knocking and um, like knocking on her bedroom door. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Right. So there's reports that her sisters witnessed the, the knocking on Annalise's bedroom door and walls this part i'm not sure if she was home from college and started experiencing these things or if that happened before when she she was in high school because she was home with her sisters yeah because they witnessed some of this stuff happening annalise reported that she was hearing voices damning her to hell Hmm. whispers in her in her ears and this part creeps me out so bad annalise's mother reports that she caught annalise like dead staring at a statue of the Virgin Mary, furiously, like enraged. And her eyes were like completely black. No. And she had these like, her hands were like trembling. And her mother describes them as like claws. No. Like they had turned into like thick Mm-mm. claws. Mm-mm. I tell you, if my son um, gets claws, yeah, it's on to greener pastures. <laughs> yeah, sorry. we've had a good run. Child. Sorry, kid. <laughs> right, you're out. It's been nice knowing you. No, but I, I. So this is oh, her mother reporting uh-huh. this. Very creepy. In 1973, Annalise had another appointment with her doctor, and to she, get declawed. Yeah, it might have been to be declawed. Shit. Um, and at that point, she fully believed that her body was being taken over by something evil. Sure. Um, she really believed that something had possessed her at mm-hmm. that point and was starting to control her more and more. 
She reports smelling a horrible stench, which she described as burnt feces. And apparently, Annalise, people around her also smelled this as well. I don't know how people knew what burnt shit smelled like. I was just going to say, do we burn a lot of shit to know? I'm curious, not going to lie. Maybe you just had to be there, but... And listen, I always figured that the devil smelled like shit, but... I guess the fact that burnt burnt shit, shit. of course it does. Why wouldn't it be? Why had I never thought of this before? Right. If he's going to smell like feces, it's going to be a burnt, crispy feces. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, there was the stench that was kind of like around her. Charred Um, feces. Yes. Okay. Interesting. For sure. I've heard that sometimes in in the presence of like evil spirits that you can smell like like a rotten meat or something like that. Which is disgusting. It is. But this one was like, no, burnt shit it is. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) back to the story. (laughs) Annalise started to become very resistant to entering any religious type of Uh, facility. At church, she was very, like, resistant to anything like a crucifix being around her. And, like, she would lose her shit in the presence of... Sure, gave her the heaps. Yeah, it was like... These things were starting to kind of unfold. There was also a family friend that apparently did religious retreats and trips. Okay. And she was with Annalise on one of these trips and and the family friend, which they didn't mention a name. So like a mission trip? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a mission trip. So they went to San Demonio and the friend witnessed Annalise unable to enter the religious the religious shrine that they had went to and quote, she approached, this is a quote from the friend. She approached it with great hesitation. And then she said the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. So the friend also wholeheartedly believed that Annalise was under some kind of possession Mm -hmm. of something, some kind of demon chills, just got the chills all the way through Mm -hmm. my butt. So as the, (laughs) all the way to the buttocks. So as the burnt shit hit the fan, (laughs) Sorry, I had to. I had to. Um, Oh, which just makes a huge mess. Yes, it really does. Damn it. Annalise's mother consults the doctor again. His name's Dr. Luthi, if I didn't uh, mention that before. So she tells him things are just, they're getting really bad. Yeah. My daughter smells like trash. Yeah, my daughter And she can't enter a religious. What do I do? (laughs) Right. Yeah. They can't go to church. They loved their church. Yeah, it was a big part of their life. So the doctor actually advised them to call a Jesuit, which is like a. I love that word. Yeah, that's a good word. Damn, I love a good word. Apparently, Dr. Luthi later denies that he advised the family to do this. Really? Mm hmm. Funny how those things change, but. Um, regardless if that's true or not, the family does contact a priest. Yeah. At this point, they they I think they do not know what to do. They decided that the only way yeah, to help I mean, their... do you go to a farmer or a priest? Right. Like what? The doctor's not helping. Exactly. Like, like at this point, to go to anyone. Even the doctor's like, I don't know, call a Jesuit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Get out of my office. Right. <laughs> they decide, let's go with a good old fashioned exorcism here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they do contact the Catholic Church. And you have to get approval for an exorcism, and there's certain criteria that you have to meet in order to qualify for one, which is no interesting. No kidding. Yeah. We even have policies on exorcism. Yeah. It's like you have to meet the, the fit for one. So some huh. of the criteria, intense dislike for religious objects, check one. Okay. Supernatural powers, maybe. We'll, and we'll kind of get to that in a okay. little bit. 
I was going to say, she hasn't flown yet, so I'm not sure what's happening. Mm-hmm. No, she she has not flown yet, but um, there are some does interesting. She, she does not fly. Okay. It was There's like, some wait. strength oh. that okay. she gets a little, you know, a little strong. She's got a strong hand. All right. A little hulky. Yeah, a little hulky. Found an article suggesting that exorcisms may be good for those who have been victims of sexual abuse, addiction, or I mental health issues. as well. Okay. And so this is one of the things that I think The light that, bulb just went on again, so I think oh, you're onto something there. Lower. I think the, this is one of the things that makes this case controversial, and, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll kind of get to the details, but exorcisms were, were considered to be good for these types of populations, which also, which also can fall into that category of you know having the mental health issues so it's like where's the line with Mm -hmm. what's you know what's okay what's not okay okay for treatment what's real and what's not Mm -hmm. okay I I can see that so Brian D. Ouellette who is an exorcist under the old Catholic Church stated that that the, the possessed often suffer from mental health symptoms symptoms consistent with schizophrenia bipolar disorder or other significant mental health issues. Olette, who received a degree in psychology before becoming an exorcist, stated the mentally ill are often are often vulnerable and confusingly, if one is possessed, they often display similar signs of Mm -hmm. mental illness. So chew on that. Digest. Fun fact, in one of my psychology classes I used to teach, I actually presented this in showed a whole documentary on a psychologist that had some very profound thoughts on that very same parallel. Yeah. That that degree of of mental illness where you are hospitalized because you're having hallucinations and you're hearing voices and whatnot, he very much started to believe that it was the other side trying to simply communicate. Mm -hmm. And I think just digging into this, that's that's the ultimate debate. Mm -hmm. Was it, you know... Yeah. I'm jumping ahead, so we'll okay, kind of get to the... No, that's okay. Um, it's hard not to go there because it's right. so so much a part of this case. So the exorcism does get approved. I do love, by the way, that there's like a whole credential to be an exorcist. Right? P.S. How like, exciting is that? It's and like, also, I'm an exorcist. Like, here's our checklist for you might be possessed if. I know. Like, I wonder if there's like an application. I know, right. Application for exorcism. Yeah, I just... You know, I'm picturing all these policies written about it. Right? I, I That was the part I thought was interesting. That also wow. maybe shows you that it is more common than you realize. Mm-hmm. And I think back a... then, mm-hmm. in, in this time it was. Um, so she did meet the criteria. And on September 24th of 1975, the first exorcism was performed. Now, there are two priests that are involved with this with this case. And I found conflicting information as to which one performed the, the exorcism first. It, okay. There's one says that, you know, the first one did and the other said the other one did. So they were both involved. Their names are Father Ernest Alt and Father Arnold Renz. The priest Ernest Alt declared that she didn't look like an epileptic. I love this quote because it's like, <laughs> okay, I have many epileptic friends. None of them look alike. Just that's, so you that's know. That's not an epileptic, folks. Folks, that's a straight up demon. <laughs> God. It was just a very, you know, matter of fact quote. Wow. She don't look like no epileptic. Right. <laughs> so as the priest began to work on Annalise, again, a little bit of conflicting information. And I wish I could have cleared this part up because it's I think it's pretty significant. But one source says that she remained on medication throughout the course of these exorcisms. Another oh. source said that she stopped taking all medications when they started these yeah, that religious is pretty big. procedures. It okay. really is. 
the medications that she would have been on at the time were an an, the anti-seizure, mm-hmm. a mood stabilizer, and an anti-psychotic okay. medication. At the, at the time of the exercise. Right. So if she was on it, if that's she what was, she was on. Yeah, that's what she had been taking. But I'm just, I'm not sure if she continued or, or right. not. Well, if you started to firmly believe that you were possessed by a demon, why take them? Right. And that's so, where my headspace would be at. Anyway. It, and it sounds like the family at this point, they were so desperate to get help mm-hmm. for her. Well, and obviously they weren't helping. And they weren't the, helping. The pills. So, you know, why keep so taking them? So they made the decision to put all of their faith into mm-hmm. into He's, the Lord, yeah, basically, yeah. into doing these, um, the exorcisms. And there, there are reports that the family stopped consulting the physicians as well at this point. Okay. So straight... The priests. Um, the priests and the exorcisms, hoping that this would help their daughter. Okay. So Annalise's condition continued to get really bad. Um, she became physically aggressive. She started to self-harm, mm-hmm. causing injury to to herself and, and to others. There's reports that she licked her own urine off the floor. Oh. And she was eating insects. Hmm. High protein. I don't know. Um, My goodness. So she was, she was getting. God, if this is any indication of what hell is like, I think we should all just start praying. Be on our best behavior. Ask for forgiveness. I can't do bugs. No. If I have to eat one. We're in trouble. I like that you went to the bug thing first. I'm not down with licking my own urine. (laughs) I would do that before eating a bug. I'm not even joking. This is and this is the one. And this difference is a true defining have. defining moment for us. It is because we don't have many differences at all in our this likes and dislikes. And I am I'm eating a bug before I'm licking my urine. I think I'm gonna go the other way. I, okay. can, I just can't do it. Okay, maybe chocolate covered. I maybe. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I'm all over that. But that's the only way. <clears throat> they probably so. don't have chocolate in hell. I'm just gonna. Say you're that, right. So it's a good thing you're, you're a good person. Be urine covered or something. It would. Yes. Yeah. Burnt feces. Yeah. So whether or not she was taking the med- medications, her condition also manifested into Annalise starting to growl and make, like, really deep Mm-mm. demonic mm-hmm. sounds. Animalistic horror She was fully sounds. seeing demons, and she was throwing things constantly. Well, um, wouldn't you if you were constantly seeing demons? If I was seeing demons? demons? Oh, for sure. Mm-mm. So Annalise underwent 67 exorcisms. Stop. Your face. One or two each week, lasting no. up to four flipping hours. No. I, How I, many demons were in there? That is it's a lot of exercising the demons. Um, I mean, just, we're not just talking one little bitch that hung on. We're saying yeah, there it, were I can't multiple? imagine, like, the mental exhaustion of Mm-mm. everybody. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. That went yeah, through that. Yeah, for sure. Because um, we're going to... We're going to play a little tidbit just to give you an Do idea of what these were to? like. Do we have to? I, I feel like the world needs to know. Okay. okay. So, um, so there's guys, over. don't ever question my love and devotion. <laughs> you have no idea how much I avoid stuff like this. You're so brave. Every day of my life. And now I'm going to have to edit it. And if, if this is in your ears right now and you're listening to this episode, it means that I made it, that I did this, <laughs> that I edited it. I may have been I drunk when I did it. Yeah, but but you you've got. But this. I did it. If you're hearing this now, I faced my ultimate fear mm-hmm. of learning and and picturing. I'm this so stuff. proud of you right now. Um. So there's over 42 live recordings of the exorcism. Oh no shit. Mm-hmm. The priest, uh, or priests that did the perform the exorcisms, they recorded video and 
and recording of these mm. um, happening. The video is is very haunting. I'm obviously not going to play that, but the recording, you know, the voice recording. <laughs> okay. Oh, so if you don't mind, we're going to just play this. I feel like this captures like the that growling voice okay. that we're talking about. Okay. I am plugging my ears until I absolutely have to listen to this on the editing playback. And you might. So you just smile at me when it's over. Okay, so this is just a little clip of one of the exorcisms that was performed on Annalise. Okay, it's creepy. My volume's not working. <laughs> oh my god, it doesn't want you to play it. Paranormals love them some messing with they do. electronics, too. Jesus, just know that I'm a good person. I love you. <laughs> Pray, praise the Lord. Come into my heart. And 42 audio recordings of the exorcisms were made in total. I'm going to play some clips from those recordings, but fair warning, these recordings are perhaps the most disturbing pieces of audio I've ever heard. I agree, sir. I am oh my god i had my ears plugged and could still hear all that and it's all in german which i think makes it even more oh yeah you know just do you was it translated do you know so yes there are there are subtitles that show what she's saying translated into english and in that part right there annalise when she's talking or the demon is basically like we have the right to be in her and we will oh. be until we croak. Oh. And they're like, yeah, this is dumbass bitch. Like that's the quote. Uh referring to Annalise. Oh my god. Rude. And so they they are just some straight up a holes. Yeah. And so then they kind of go on um to ask like who the I didn't know the spirit in world her. swore, by the way. Right? Yeah, the, the quote is like this dumbass bitch. Dumbass. Couldn't come up with anything more creative. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not to challenge you. Don't, but Yeah, please. <laughs> but don't. It's fine. It was creative enough. I take it back. They go hmm. on to ask her ask like who's you know, who's there? Yeah, right, right. And right. she mentions like various she mentioned Judas, Hitler. Nero, like different spirits of people that Hitler himself, yeah, Hitler himself. She she name drops Hitler, and she also threw out the name Fleischmann, who was a priest from the 1500s that was kicked out of the church for bad behavior. Oh, so this was the one that really just like dumbfounded because the priest. She wouldn't have known about she him. She never would have known, and so she, I guess, described these like very vivid details about Fleischmann. Um, the demon did yeah. that Annalise that would proved. not have known. And apparently those details legit checked out. Holy shit. That's you the guys, part that I'm I... a believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part that gave me chills. Like, okay, yeah. that's a little eerie. Yeah, because also, let's just say it, where is she going to pull out the name Fleischmann? Right? That is the most old-timey priest name I've ever heard and in my life. from the 1500s, like, we're going mm-hmm. way, way back. Way back. Way back. Back farther than her public education history class took her. Right. Just saying. And I know she was into studies and, and whatnot, but mm. I don't know. That's, that one to me was just like, you, that, that there's solidifies some it for stuff me. going on. Over the course of these 10 months, things were pretty horrific. Um, well, I'd say, did you hear that? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's to, not going well. Hear the recording. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> things are not panning out well at this oh. point. The family reports that because Annalise became so aggressive and she was harming herself, banging her head against the wall, she was biting herself, the family said that they were forced to tie Annalise to the bed mm-hmm. so she would stop, mm-hmm. you know, harming herself. damaging her body. Despite attempts to feed her, she refused to eat and she would, in the voice, the her, the um scarring voice mm-hmm. would say that she was not permitted to eat like the demon oh, was not allowing awesome. her to eat does he not realize that his host body needs to have nutrients to survive i guess he wasn't that smart mm. but it's reported that she still had freakishly great strength even though she's not eating so this is where mm-hmm. the pair they're the superpowers so even though she wasn't eating anything she was still able to fight them off as they were trying to do the exorcisms um Hmm. or they were trying to restrain her she was able to hold her own it sounds like just don't think a psychotic episode with lack of nutrients does that to one's body it really makes you think and there was also an observation of her squeezing an apple until it exploded no Nope, my can't little do baby that. hand. I couldn't probably even like put a dent Mm-mm. in it. Mm-mm. But apparently, she was like, "Screw your food, wow. I'm not eating it." That was another thing that I found that was just really creepy. By by May, Annalise's face was apparently very sunken in. She refused to see a doctor, even though she had come down with an extremely high fever by that point. And on June thirtieth, Annalise had another exorcism. Apparently, she was only able to mumble, please, absolution. And that was all she was saying. Huh. This one was more like quiet um, hmm. exorcism. And the next morning, her family went into her room and they found her dead. Really? So it was it was reported at the time of Annalise's death. She suffered from broken knees because of the continuous genuflections which i had to look yeah. that word up I oh i know love a good genuflex okay yeah. so mm-hmm. it's the the kneeling for the religious that is, that is what you do in front of the pew yes mm-hmm. yeah so well beside the pew actually that's, that's the part where i'm not i'm assuming that they forced her to do that as part of the exorcism because she was very like anti-religious yes. at yes. the time right 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 yep. so after that doing sense. that so many times she had two broken knees wow wow that is some serious genuflexing right like hardcore CrossFit genuflexing. Yeah. Annalise was 23 when she died oh and she gosh. weighed only 68 pounds. <gasps> oh. She was completely malnourished. malnourished. Um, her cause of death was determined to be from mal- malnutrition and mm-hmm. dehydration. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's a lot to take in. So I'm going to. I'm never give leaving you, a you alone for a week to do cases to do on cases. your own ever again. <laughs> Just, just not going to happen. You leave me unsupervised. This is what happens. My God, you go wild and... Mm-hmm. This poor girl and her parents. That's the part where I just, to like... Watch, to have to watch your child go through all mm-hmm. that. That's where I want to take a moment because regardless of what was going on, this human being suffered yes. terribly. For a long time. For 10 months. And, and more than that because the mental health issues or whatever right. was going on, the demonic possession, yeah. was happening for quite the a while. The freaky shit was happening yes. from the age of 16 to 23. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to bear that burden. It is. Whether it be de- demonic or mental health. Mm-hmm. Either way. So. It's tragic. 
We're going to have a little little moment for Annalise. Yes. As you can probably, you know, kind of speculate, um, the aftermath of this case is that the, the parents and the two priests, they were accused of negligent homicide. For, really? the, for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess. So this case went to trial in 1978. The defense submitted um, eyewitness te- testimony and they and they provided the recordings as evidence of the possession. Sure. I'm not going to lie. That probably would have sold me after yeah. hearing it. Like, doesn't it show that they didn't just chain her to a bed and not feed in water? Feed in water. Feed like in, she's a, <laughs> she's a plant. plant. Um, <laughs> but, you know, not attempt to... Like, this wasn't a neglectful situation like they tried. Mm-hmm. I know how bad it must look when you got a girl chained to the bed yeah. and she weighs 68 pounds. Yeah. Oh. It sounds like the court did not seem to take that idea that she was possessed very seriously. Okay. Um, Even with the proof of the videos and recording? Yeah. It, it sounds like they, I mean, obviously heard them, but they were kind of like, eh, let's hear, they, hear the rest. Were they of the opinion that you should have taken, taken her to a medical professional? Yep. We'll just, we're just going to jump into that. Mm, so, okay. so the non-religious standpoint that the defense argued was that Annalise had the right to refuse medical treatment and it was her lawful right. She was 23. Yeah, right. Um, and so apparently a family friend also testified at the trial that Annalise was on her knees begging to please do not seek medical treatment for me. She didn't want it herself. I'm guessing this was when she was in maybe still some kind of state of mind that she could mm-hmm. decide that. Um, or the demons didn't want it because they were the demons. It could have been the, the demons. Hmm. I mean, so, we all know where I'm at with this. I know. I know. It's just, there's just so much. So the the autopsy that was performed on Annalise showed that her brain had no damage that would have indicated the possibility of epilep- epileptic seizures. Really? Not even on a microscopic level. So there's no Whoa. proof of any type of, like, disruption in her brain. That would have caught that. Mm-hmm. That this would have been right because they can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also noted that Annalise's pupils were extremely dilated, and there were no presence of ulcers on her body, which is a which is a huge symptom when you have a victim of starvation. Oh. Apparently, it's common to see ulcers, and I didn't know that. Yeah. No, but me neither. I guess they go hand in hand. Okay. Nothing on her body to indicate that, and she had been not eating for a long time. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the pictures of her when she died, they are horrible. Mm. horrible you can tell that she probably weighed nothing she looked like she was possessed by demons do you want to see one okay just just offering you will have to take the lead on posting these i'm gonna see (laughs) them when you post them on facebook it's bad i don't even mean to laugh because it's so bad i don't want to see them right now because i have to go to bed at some point in time tonight and that's all i'm gonna see when i close my eyes i love this stuff and even seeing those pictures i was like oh my god you're a brave thank you I am so impressed with you right now. You are, I am no hero, oh, Amber. <laughs> and I am willing to admit what a chicken shit I am when it comes to this stuff. But here you are, you researched this all on your own. Like, I put on my big girl panties oh for this case. Oh my God. And then, oh, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. no. There's a little bit more. Um, so the prosecution, they argued that Annalise had epilepsy, that her family failed to seek the proper treatment for her and that her death could have been prevented one, even one week before she died. Okay. She suffered from psychosis and the credibility of Father Alt was questioned. And it was also suggested that Father Alt 
had exhibited some signs of of schizophrenia. Okay. So they're kind of like, mm, we don't even know about the, these guys doing non-believers. You know, the exorcisms. Okay, okay. So they also Let argued. Let me see your credentials, sir. Yeah, like, where is your see, license? Where did you go to, to, to exercise? Yes. <laughs> to exercise the demons. Yes. Where did you go? <laughs> so they also argued that. In the you state know, of Michigan, we require you to post that shit right on your, where it's visible. We want a certificate on the wall. Yep. Um, post it in a conspicuous place. <laughs> It's literally what the rules say for daycare licensing. Just so you know. Really? I just read you a licensing rule. Oh, wow. Rule. Yes. Must be posted in a conspicuous place. And I have a lot of people that ask me what conspicuous means. Right? I'm like, it does not mean hide it. <laughs> Put it where people can see the shit, okay? <laughs> cool. You learn something new every day. Yes. So they also argued that Annalise's... Am I saying that right? Annalise's? I feel like it should just it's be... not Annalise I. So, yeah. <laughs> Annalise. Yeah, that her psychosis was only exacerbated by the exorcisms, which played into her fantasy that she was possessed by uh, okay. a demon. Okay. So, and when I read that part, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I yeah, do. I do too. Um, right, she right. wholeheartedly believed this. Yeah. And so it's not playing into it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. So the end result of this trial is that the court did rule in favor of the prosecution, which sent, they sentenced uh, Annalise's parents and the two priests to six months in prison, three years probation, and they were to pay all court costs, which that was kind of like there was a divided opinion about the outcome. Some thought it was way too little. Yeah, lax. Okay. They don't deserve it. Right. Obviously. I don't know. I feel like it's split right in the middle because we really don't know what the hell happened. Mm, So, okay. Like there's some accountability just in case you did. Right. And I feel like. The court even maybe had that mindset, too. Like, right. we don't really know don't what the hell was wrong with her, right. but we feel like you did something wrong. So here... Don't you think they would have had to have been slightly traumatized by seeing the videos and hearing the recordings? I know I am. Right. Yeah, well, can you I'm sorry. Imagine? You just played 10 seconds of it, and I... And there's countless recordings. Oh, sure. You know, so I can't help but think that they were, like, they were probably maybe, like, well, we're the court, so we have to do something, but that's really... Mm-hmm. scary um also just so we don't get sued uh where did you get that recording from oh um so the recording is from a i know we post all of our yeah, stuff we'll in, post we post it. our sources in the show notes but i think we should give them a verbal shout out since sure, yeah sure 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 so the recording is actually it's a buzzfeed video that okay. um it's like a little mini um yeah. report on this case and they they play the clip yeah, and i picked so this one wanna... because it had the subtitles which i appreciate mm, yes and i will post the yep, info we, yeah we we link it in the show notes but mm-hmm. if you want more that's where you can find them and if you i mean if you google i listen to others there's so many mm-hmm. variations oh, I'm sure. of the recordings I'm sure. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if one you of, want. Listen, my Google searches are pretty messed up since starting this podcast, and I know I'm on several FBI watch lists. Probably, But yes. I will not ever be on a paranormal watch list, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> just to throw it in there, the jail the jail time did get dismissed. They, oh, okay. they never. They did not serve the six months. They, none of them, them actually served any jail time. Okay. But had to pay the court fines. Yeah, and three, mo- pro- or three years probation. Yes, probably some probation. Okay. Um, the court's final de- the court's final determination was that Annalise was unable to care for herself, and that she should have been forced to submit to medical care. Again, okay, I can see that. It, you know, 
Yeah. If, if, I've, I've if had you're to cover a couple of adult protective services cases, and that's yeah. the decision I would have made for that. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're a non-believer in the paranormal, yeah. you have to take, take that, that mindset mm-hmm. of, okay, well, she couldn't. She couldn't make mentally. her own decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say my most significant schizophrenia case that I had, um, she firmly believed that um, demons, that manhole covers were where demons entered the earth so she wouldn't go over any of them. She got very angry at me for removing her children because of her mental state and stood right there and said, I am about to turn into Jesus himself and strike you dead. I would have been like, peace out. Well, I stood there looking side to side like, I'm waiting. Yes. That's exactly what I did. Like, I want to meet the Lord. For sure. Like, uh, Jesus, I, yeah. I know him. Like, I, wa- I want to meet him. Right. I mean, someday when I'm 99 years old. Mm-hmm. But but I stood there and was just like, do, 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 She didn't do, turn do, into do. She did not. And so I was like, okay, well, I think he's running late. So in I the meantime, it. let's just go over here. So we're out of time. Yeah. But yeah. I'll take a rain check. Yes. So an interview with a priest that I watched, it was actually with this BuzzFeed um, clip. They talked to a priest that I believe is an exorcist as well. And they asked, how how do you distinguish between possession and mental health? And and yes, he was a certified exorcist. Licensed to exercise. He is licensed. And he said that they, they go hand in hand. And that you have to determine the root cause of suffering for this individual. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's true for any type of treatment. It is. Yeah. So it does sound like... You have to find the root cause of the suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently that's that's the intention of the exorcism. That's the intention of, obviously, any type of mental health treatment. So, so it's like... if you're not really exercising an actual demon out of the body, you might be exercising the suppressed memory that is causing mm-hmm. the mental health issues such as child sexual trauma or mm-hmm. abuse of some you know what have you there you have it this ta- mm. this case remains a high topic of controversy sure was she suffering from mental illness or i'd love to know our listeners thoughts on this i would too was the devil in the details or <laughs> Was was it just mental well, health? Look at you flinging the fancy words. We may never know. I don't think so, but I, yeah. Let's start an online discussion or email us or something, you guys. I want to know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. I will say um, working with mental health for a long time, untreated mental health issues are very, very hideous. Yes. They are scary. They look very um, scary. People can can do things that you you wouldn't really Don't think capable yes. of the human being. Psychosis right. is scary. Oh, yes, and so I am torn with this case because, and it's one of the reasons I picked it, because I've seen what those untreated mental health yep. issues can do. Right, but I also love me some paranormal. So for sure, I agree completely with you, based on my complete irrational fear. Of mm-hmm. all things paranormal, you know, I'm clearly a believer because I'm scared of the mm-hmm. unknown <laughs> like that. Here's both sides. I'm yes. like right here in the middle. Right, right. I have always said that I feel like it's really arrogant of humans to act as if we can explain away everything that happens. We act like we're the only pe- species, intelligent species in the universe. Mm-hmm. We act like we're the only 
spiritual plane. Like we've got it all figured out. And I think that, that a lot of that is our own arrogance. If we and... knew it all, there wouldn't be a show called Unsolved Mysteries. Right. So <laughs> if we were so which smart. I loved. Right. <laughs> Me too. Loved that show. By the way. Um, <laughs> so a, a little bit, I, I did forget, a little aftermath on the case. Oh, yeah. Exorcisms decreased quite a bit in Ger- Germany after this. Really? This case occurred. In 1999, rules became really strict, and there were a lot of guidelines as to who could perform and what would... Right, because they feel like all these exorcisms are actually what killed her. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they became really rare yeah. after that point. And then on June 6th, kind of lisped. On June, June, on June 6th, why can't I say that? On the 6th of June, <laughs> 2013, the house where Annalise once lived, where this all happened, burnt in, burst into flames, burnt to the ground. And smelled like shit. It probably did smell like I shit. I want to know, um, did it smell like burning shit? So the local police said it was an act of arson, that someone did this, sure. you know, um, purposely, but they never found any links to the fire. They never found any mm-hmm. suspects that did it. Did other people live in that house after that shit went down? You know what? I will follow up on that because I did not see anything about that. Um, so obviously we have the other side of that, that people fully believe this had everything to do Mm -hmm. with what happened in that house. Right, right. Yeah, that would be my luck because I avoid all things like that. I would have, I would be the sucker that some realtor gets to and is like, oh, I have this charming little bungalow for you. Right. (laughs) And little, (laughs) little did I know. Or my luck, I buy it. It was built over the portal of hell and there's (laughs) nothing but demons. Yep, so that's it. That is the story of Annalise wow. Michelle. Wow. Um, it's a lot to take in. It is. That's a lot. That's so much. Do you mm-hmm. have the biggest brain bath Which of all is, time to yeah. cleanse me and my soul? Can we call it a soul bath today? We, yes, we can. I'm Will you cleanse, your cleanse my soul? I want it all the way down to the cockles. Please. <laughs> Get my why, cockles. Why don't we use cockles more? I will whip it it's out a, for you I anytime love you want. I love cockles. Since we're on the top the topic of feces, I of decided. <laughs> why am I always finding stories about feces? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like we talk about penises and feces a lot, but that's okay. It's just who we Sorry, are on Crime Curious. It says a lot about me. <laughs> I'll have to do some searching later. Listen, I love who we are. So I do too. I, I love us. So title of the article. Vero Beach woman pulls gun, poops in kitchen after finding hubby with another woman. I don't hate her. I, I, mean. <laughs> I can't say as though I wouldn't have done the same. Pulls gun, <laughs> poops in the kitchen. I just, just like on the table. Like, tell me it was at his seat at the table that he usually sits in. We let, let me read aloud to you, my okay. child. Okay. Um, I just I've said it before, too, and I'll say it again. I will write these articles for a living one day. <laughs> these are my, this is my dream. I love the titles and I love yes. the details. A 33-year-old woman and her older boyfriend were sleeping in their Vero Beach bedroom about 2.30 a.m. when the boyfriend's wife stormed in with a rifle. Sure. The wife identified as, as Brenda Schumann, 51, pointed the weapon at her 42-year-old husband and his younger girlfriend, threatening to kill she, them both. Oh, no. She is 51, and he's in bed with a 33-year-old twit? Uh-uh. Oh, We're not, yeah. Ha- not today. Nope, nope. I am on her side. Bre- Brenda wasn't having it nope, that nope. day. Nope, get it, Brenda. 
The husband got the gun away, but that didn't stop Schumann's apparent rampage. She urinated on the carpet outside the master bedroom. As one does. As one would do. Does it really say that? Yes, it does. <laughs> Not as one would do. But. Okay. <laughs> but she did urinate on that carpet. Defecated. I hope it was white. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So hard to get up. Defecated on the kitchen floor, grabbed a second rifle, and started destroying Christmas decorations. Oh, now and other things. There's no need to take it out on the Christmas decor. I was with you, Brenda. Brenda or Barb? Uh, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, I was with you until you went after Santa. <laughs> too far. <laughs> Brenda quoted. I found him in bed with a naked chick. What was I supposed to do? Absolutely. I'm with you, Brenda. Epic. That is a mic drop statement right Mm -hmm. there. I'm sorry, officer. What else was I supposed to do? You catch your man cheating? Brenda? You take a dump on the floor. You do, but I tell you what you do. You pick that feces up, with a sensible glove, of course, and you just smear it all over the place. Because you know what is worse than just a big pile of dump to clean up? smeared dumps all over. That would have been the ultimate move. Absolutely. And in places that they wouldn't think to look, like behind the stove, Mm -hmm. a little bit under the refrigerator. Point at the the young girl and be like, and you are cleaning that up. That's right. Draw a stick figure Mm -hmm. on the the refrigerator, you know, something crude, Mm -hmm. doing something crude. No wiping. Yeah. Yeah. Even yourself. For sure. (laughs) Dirty. (laughs) All over dirty. God, I, I feel asked, like I didn't cleanse you. I just I made just, this more dirty. Oh my God, we are the same person because I was just about to say I asked for a soul cleanse and somehow I <laughs> you, now feel you dirtier. Got a, fe- a feces bath, and I'm <laughs> sorry, especially with as deep as I went. With like, bitch, you put that poop where they won't you find were in it. it. Yeah, so that it smells. You put bad. in the cracks. You put they, in right, <laughs> all of the cracks. And you know it was probably some cheap paneling on those walls. You put oh, it there out there. Yeah. It's so hard to get up. Every, like, you caulk that. You <laughs> caulk it. <laughs> A poop caulk. So that's, that's, oh, your, that's your bath, and I'm sorry that you're going to probably need Thank another you. bath after I this do. one. I do, but, but I... But that's what I have for you. We had a, we had a lot of, a lot more feces in this episode oh, than I anticipated. Yeah, I apologize to the public about <laughs> all of the feces we've covered tonight, but... That's all right. Okay, well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode more than I did. <laughs> no, you did a really, really good job. Good job. Oh, thank you. Um, please follow us on all of your favorite social platforms. We're on all of them. We're hoping to bust into the TikTok. TikToksy. This is why I don't know if I can. TikToksy. I don't even know. <laughs> That's what we'll call We're it. We're going to get ourselves a TikToksy <laughs> and uh, start having fun with everyone on there. And so, yeah. All right. Well, we hope that you keep it curious and keep listening. And keep it paranormal. Or not. No. Or just sit with your rosaries and (laughs) tell Jesus and the Virgin Mary how much you love them. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.